broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. Here's your host, Randy Tobler. Less than an inch on a Friday night or a Saturday You're night. Disappointed in, 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 one, in one of these. <laughs> Tell them it's going to be a rock and roll. Uh, Friday. We've made it through the week, and boy, bracing for a polar vortex, which I've been told is not a meteorological term, but it sounds good. Stephanie, you ready? I was really hoping for some thunder snow. But... <laughs> Hannah, you ready? Uh, sure. You got a volunteer fire guy you're married to. I mean, man, you can handle any kind of calamity. Yeah, but he has to go out when there's bad weather, and that makes me uh, nervous. John, well, y'all ready? You geared up? Yeah, all I'll have to do is go outside and chip the big smelly farm dogs loose. But yeah, let's. <laughs> and I'm not so sad about having to stay inside. I have a lot of like stuff I want to catch up on, but having three kids inside trapped mm. where they're going to maybe want to go outside and play and I'm going to have to tell them no. Um, I like your idea of like just board games all the time, yeah. and I'm interested. Does anyone have any? We uh, have recently started playing um, Sky Joe. I really like that. It's what a is card that? game? It's a card game. Someone said there's like an, uh, a a game with regular cards that it's similar to um but you you lay out cards and you try to get to the lowest number it's pretty fun and it's like all ages even the little guys can play i like a complex game like war War. uh go fish (laughs) i like go fish or oh you know what my kids get really tickled at old maid and i remember playing old maid with my grandma and like you just they can't they just give it away on their face every time they draw the old maid they're like they're like they just can't even and you know you know you've got it let's not forget because the kids are pent up yeah there's no snow it's too cold even if there were to go out for any length of time Twister is a great family game to play during these times. It's oh. fun, and everyone's laughing and hilarious. No? I don't Especially if Twister. you're a chiropractor. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I've got this question posted on the Wake Up Men Missouri Facebook page, too. Uh-huh. And uh, we're getting lots of folks chiming in. So if you need some inspiration, there you go. go check out the Wake Up Men Missouri Facebook page. My, uh, my mom and, and brother and sister, they live down in the Union St. Clair area and uh, with their spouses. And, uh, and they love to play Farkle. Farkle, Farkle, Farkle. And I'm not really a Farkle guy, but they love to play Farkle. But my kids do as well. Uh, Well, uh, the economy has been Farkling, whatever that means. Uh, At least um, some of us think. But uh, Bidenomics, you'd think if you listen to the White House, is a great thing. Aaron Hedlund, chief economist at Show Me, joins us now to unpack yesterday's CPI and inflation numbers. And maybe, Aaron, if you're willing, a little crystal ball for what 24 might bring. How you doing, my friend? Uh, doing well. Crystal balls are always dangerous. But I'll do 
<laughs> and I know. And we don't worry. Uh, Hannah has the tape rolling, and you'll be held to everything that you say. No, we won't do that. Uh, well, tell <laughs> us. Tell you, everyone was. I think uh, earlier, you know, the last time the Fed met, everyone was excited that they were hinting at a pause and maybe even lowering the rates. And some of the mortgage rates started to come down, and everyone was sort of, ah, oh, maybe the soft landing's coming. And then we see this persistence in above. Uh, uh, above desirable inflation. What say you? Yeah, so the, the numbers came in, and it came in at 3.4%, and you know, there's different versions of that people can look at, but essentially the reality is we're not down to two. We're right about at two. We're you know, still obviously a lot better than we were last summer, but it's, it's mission not yet accomplished. And this is what I've been saying for a while, which is that Getting down to a thousand feet, if you're flying, you know, going towards the airport, you don't see mission done. You have to actually get on the ground. And so I, I think to me, discussions of Fed rate cuts at this point are premature. Okay. So what are there? Are there anomalous drivers of this persistent, uh, you know, higher than desirable inflation rate? I mean, is this something that's just sort of a, a bump in the road, you know, in terms of the core rate and so forth? Or, or is this something that really is problematic? I mean, housing is definitely one driver of things. Uh, that, that's been that's been a factor for a while now. And, um, and there's, there's things, many things we should really be doing about housing to get those costs down. Uh, but Really, it, it's something. It's not just one driver. It's not just you know gas prices or something. In fact, actually, gas prices were factors that were bringing down the inflation rate the, the, the previous two months, and, and that's why, generally speaking, the Fed doesn't look at gas prices because it, it's kind of outside of its control. Um, so again, we're it's definitely been progress from the nine percent inflation we were at, and it has nothing to do with any kind of federal government policies that's brought us down. It's been entirely the Fed jacking up rates. Uh, to get us there, and, and that's caused some degree of pain, but we have to get down to two. That's, that's the thing that we've learned from previous lessons, is that when the Federal Reserve says they're going to do something, if they don't do it and people lose faith in their ability to do it, mm. then it becomes that much more difficult to keep inflation under control. That's Aaron Headland. He's with the Show Me Institute, the chief economist there on Wake Up Mid-Missouri on a feel-good Friday. Those uh, ever-rising prices don't feel very good, do they, John? No, Aaron, I know, like you said, the Fed doesn't track along with gas prices and all that. But now we're seeing all the the new turmoil in the Mideast and the U.S. strikes on the Houthi rebels and all. What do you think we're going to see here in mid-Missouri? You know, that's a big issue for a lot of folks. You talk economy to folks, they'll shoot right back at you. Well, what about the gas pump? Yeah, and there's no doubt gas prices are an incredibly important thing. I mean, it, and this is the, the tragedy of... When, when Biden would talk about, you know, the Putin price hike, which was such a joke because gas prices had already gone up quite a bit before that. And it's been nice relief over the past several months to have gas prices onto kind of more reasonable levels. But then we see all this geopolitical instability, the lack of American leadership. And it's, it's really quite unfortunate on a, in a number of ways. Now, you worked in the Trump White House uh, and I are, you know, in the Trump administration, and he recently said, hey, if I don't get elected, we are going to have a recession. What is your overall feeling on how uh, the 2024 election might affect the economy? Well, I think the stakes are high for a number of reasons, but one of which is the fact that all the tax cuts that were passed and that people are still benefiting from, they expire starting in 2025 unless they 
offended. So that is one of the major issues that are going to confront people. And we're talking about, you know, several thousand dollars of tax hikes for the average person. We're not just talking tax cuts for the rich that, that the left always talks about. So I absolutely do think we will enter recession territory if we end up having big tax hikes in 2025. Yeah, I, 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 you haven't heard much of that on the stump. Sort of like, hey, if you elect me, I'm going to be a buffer against your taxes going back up. I have not heard that from even the Republican candidates. Maybe I haven't been listening, but you know they usually sing the, the regular song of, oh, I'm going to keep your taxes low. But, I mean, that's a specific threat that people don't realize. Uh, Aaron, i, I got to tell you, yesterday, uh, Tuesday, in the Wall Street Journal, top of the fold, home auto insurers jack up rates, pull back from markets. They chronicle how Allstate and others basically threaten uh, that if they can't get their way with insurance regulators, uh, this one featured California, but other states, or uh, New Jersey was featured, that they're just going to take their marbles and go home and not underwrite insurance. I mean, and they're talking about rates going up 20, 30 percent for housing. Uh, and we've all seen it for our auto and home due to wildfires and others. Um, I don't hear much about that impact on inflation, but it's huge, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, this is, we are in the middle of a cost of living crisis. I mean, and the thing is, even if inflation gets down to 2%, which of course I hope it does, that does nothing to reverse the price hikes that we've been seeing. I mean, if you go back to 2021, it's been about, you know, we're getting close to a 20% price hike cumulatively since then, and people's wages have not jumped by 20%. But we've, we've seen a, a $4,000 decline in purchasing power from 2019 to 2022. That's effectively saying people's paychecks in terms of what they can buy have shrunk by $4,000. And the census data hasn't been updated for 2023, but based on the CPI stuff we've been looking at, essentially people had flat paychecks in 2023. So they're still behind. Yeah, homeowner insurance, that's just one element among many of the cost of living crisis. The other thing I saw on Twitter yesterday that has me feeling nervous for 2024 is there's been mass tech layoffs since the first of the year. And I saw a list, and I won't read them all, but they said Google, Amazon Prime, X, Twitch, Humane, Unity, uh, Front Desk, Xerox, BlackRock, Cloudfare. I mean, there are a lot of companies doing a lot of layoffs. It, does that, I mean, should we be worried by that? So I, I don't think the labor market is going to fall off the cliff anytime soon, or at least it's not, that's, not the, that's not the first shoe that's going to drop if we do enter kind of a, a weaker period. I think to me, the first thing I'm looking at is consumer spending, because that the third quarter GDP number last year, which is still the most recent number we have, that was a big number, and people were all celebrating it, you know, the fact that there's no way it was sustainable. Because if you look under the hood, it was driven entirely by consumer spending, and that was driven by kind of a blip in income earlier in the year and people exhausting all the pandemic money. So I'm anticipating consumer spending is going to slow down a lot. If it slows down dramatically, then that could lead to more layoffs and kind of a spiraling effect. So we'll have to kind of track that. Talking with Aaron Hedlund, before we let you go, Aaron, another stat that I saw was that uh, office vacancies are the highest on record. 20% of available office space sits vacant. Is that just a, a, a transposition of productive workers to the remote economy, or is this, in fact, another potential canary in the coal mine? Yeah, the commercial real estate, and especially office, is something I am concerned about and, and very much following. Because office, you know, office space vacancy is high, and part of this is the shift to remote work. Uh, there, aren't, there actually aren't that many jobs fully remote, 
but about 30% of work days are, and it seems like that is stabilized. Mm. So the idea that go back to a completely pre-COVID degree of remote work seems implausible. So employers don't need as much space, at least some of them. And so the vacancies are, are part of the concern to me, but the other part of the concern is the fact that interest rates are so much higher, and interest rates are higher because the Fed had to fight inflation that was caused in no small part by the dramatically excessive government spending. So there's actually been a study done that's looked at what this means for small banks. And there are some small banks that could really be, let's just say, threatened in terms of their their viability because of all these loans that are likely to go bad. All right. Well, uh, we're just seeing a lot of clouds on the horizon. That's the way I'm going to interpret this discussion. And even though it's a feel good Friday, I think that there there's enough uh, there's enough concern out there, as you've um, illustrated, that that's what makes asking politicians on the stump, writing letters, which makes it so important and keeping an eye uh, on the news and an ear to wake up mid-Missouri. When we talk to you again very soon, we hope, Aaron, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me on. All right, and stay warm this weekend and beyond. Aaron Hedlund from the Show Me Institute. When we come back, we're going to find out what's going on in Hannah's hot world. And boy, I hope he's gonna, she's going to have something about the safest, the best, maybe the most resilient travel coffee cups in the world. We'll ask her that when we come back on Wake Up Missouri. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri featuring your mom. Hey, it's 7.25. Look at that. On time. What's hot with Hannah? What's up today, Hannah? Randy Tobler for winner of the week for getting it right one day this week. Oh. (laughs) Aren't you poopy pants? I mean, come on. One beats none. (laughs) Exactly. I'm better today than I was yesterday. That's the way we're going to view this. You're beating the school districts by just, or they're beating you by just one day. They've got two of five so far. So. I uh, I am not typically the one in What's Hot with Hannah to give nutritional advice because look at me, I shouldn't be giving nutritional advice. However, I found a story that supports one of my habits and it's maybe suggesting that one of my habits is healthy and I would like to present that to the doctor this morning. Well, what is it? I'm ready. Is it an energy light? I have a patient coming in at uh, 10 o'clock, so I, maybe I can relay your healthy information oh. to them. Okay, so the amino acid called taurine, or taurine, I looked up the pronouncer and I saw both. So I'm going with taurine. It is found in a lot of proteins like meat and seafood, things like that. There is a lot of science right now supporting that taurine might slow the aging process in animals. They've tested it on mice and monkeys, and they've seen really positive results in those two uh, studies. But you know what taurine is also an additive in? Tell me. Anyone? I don't know. Coffee. Energy drinks. What? Oh, Yeah. It's supposed to... They put it in energy drinks because it's supposed to help with, like, brain sharpness, brain focus. And so what what I'm hearing is that my energy drink habit could potentially be slowing the aging process. So based on a mice and monkey experiment, you're going to spend 
buku <laughs> bucks on expensive water with a few molecules of taurine in it. Is that what I'm hearing there? Well, that, but also, you know, protein-rich foods that it's found naturally in. I mean, it's all about balance, yeah. Randy. It's from, yeah, you find it in meat and shellfish. Your body can metabolize an amino acid called cysteine and can sort of turn into that as well. But, um, yeah, it's a popular supplement. But, you know, if you look at the label of your energy drink, Hannah, it's like two milligrams of vitamin B6 or 10 milligrams of this or 15 of that. That's like, as my grandpappy said, peeing in the ocean, you know? And There's, 200 milligrams of caffeine. There exactly. you go. The one I've got this morning is 1,000 milligrams of taurine, though. Oh, well. And I can tell you're energetic. We're having to strap you into the seat like you're on a, a turbulent Red flight. Red Bull gives you wings. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But in monkeys, uh, when they were supplemented with taurine, they, it, they prevented age-related weight gain, improved fasting blood sugar levels, Increased bone density and led to healthier livers and improved immune system function. Yeah, they still throw their poop at you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think we can agree, though, that it being a component of protein, right, amino acids or proteins, that is, I think, a vote for a little more protein in our diet and a little less carbs, especially those processed starchy things, right? Now I feel energy drinks. And now I'm feeling triggered. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that? Because carbs are way better. I I know a high protein. I mean, they just are. I like to eat them. Oh, in terms of the enjoyability index. Yes. I agree. And getting that much protein is hard. I know this morning on the way out, I found a little bit of, you know, those pull apart. We call it monkey bread. You know, my wife had one of those, just one little piece stuffed away in the freezer and i found it this morning with the crunchy <laughs> almond stuff or you're pecan gonna be in stuff. trouble all right hey when we <laughs> when we come back premier miss some of the show check out our podcast at 939theeagle.com Welcome back to a Feel Good Friday on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I'm Randy Tolber. There's Stephanie. Good morning. And producer Hannah. Hello. And John. Are you wearing your red, John? Uh, sure. You okay, bet. sure. Whatever. Well, sounds good. Um, <laughs> make sure you follow us on Facebook, on YouTube. Uh, we're not on Twitter, right? Uh, as a show, we're not, but we all have yeah, Oh, panels. I know. We have our Twitter, but we don't broadcast on the Twitter. Yeah. And no. importantly, like we do say, like, check us out. But importantly, like YouTube has a feature where you can subscribe. Yeah. So when our video goes live, like you get notified. Facebook, you can actually follow us. You can actually go invite your friends, too. So we'd love if you, I've been seeing a lot of sm- small business owners reminding people like, hey, if you like my business, yeah. like it helps me out if you go and share it. And, I and think, it's free. And it's free. Like, it's free. you know, we don't ask you for a whole lot. But like, hey, this right. is one way to like spread the good we, word. You betcha. We enjoy and appreciate you being with us. You can. Be a big part of the show if you want to call in, text in, 573-874-9390. Brian Houseworth joins us. Um, we're going to cover the news in a minute. But I, you know, we have, I think that the solution to division, ultimately, whether it's a personal relationship conflict, whether it's at work, ultimately, what usually, if someone has the courage, what usually breaks the logjam? Humor. Humor provides those kind of relational connections that can sometimes you know connect us well the other day in the hearing uh, about hunter biden pramila jayapal our favorite one of our favorite members of the squad I, i'm not saying she's going to rise to the level of a winner but certainly i think it's 
you know, it's good that she recognized the, the little foible she made and she got a good chuckle out of it. Here it is. We're going to talk about outrageous things that have happened or things that have never happened. Let's talk about the fact that President Trump incited an erection. Uh, and <laughs> maybe that, too. <laughs> yeah, I can talk about that, too, I guess. Oh, talk about your ever Trumpers. Huh? <laughs> Trump incited an erection. <laughs> and who? And she laughed, and everyone got a big chuckle. I mean, I think that's good kind of stuff. Oh, that's mortifying. And in that same vein, we had a good chuckle because uh, Stephanie had a funny moment here during the break. That um, I, you've all done it. I did dare it just I, the other day. Dare I say it was almost a senior moment? It was it hilarious. Was awful. I was. I've been frustrated. <laughs> because I'm like, where is my phone? I can't find my phone. And I'm trying to get some more B-roll and video of the show. And of course, all morning I've been adjusting the phone, trying to record in the studio. So I finally get so frustrated that I can't find my phone. I use my watch to ding the phone and it's on the video stand taking a video of us. So uh, you guys thought that was hilarious. (laughs) And Stephanie was the one who wanted to take the video in the first place. Uh uh We've all done that. You know, the phone is on the counter just behind you. Or in your hand. (laughs) It's in your pocket. You're talking on it. (laughs) No, you laugh. I have done that before. No. I was on the phone with someone and I said, hang on, I can't find my phone. I'll call you back. (laughs) I... I hung up, and about two minutes later, I went, wait a second, and I called the person back, and they were like, I wonder, I was wondering how long it would take you to uh, catch on. <laughs> you know what's a harrowing experience, though? Helene's out with uh, my daughter and, and the grandkids and um, helping her out. Been batching it up. And, and I've been batching. We don't have a landline. Now, I'm sure all of us, who, and many of you, don't have a landline, right? You're the one member. I have, I have one. Oh, What's a, a landline? Of course you do, Brian. Well, here's safety, the problem, though. Safety, yeah. safety one first. Years. When I lose my phone, I depend on her phone to call me. Yeah. <laughs> what happens if she's not around? I'm gonna. How do I get in touch with one of you to call me because I don't have a phone? I mean, That's it's been it. it's been keeping me awake at night. I don't know what I do. I have a phone something service through my uh, Alexa. That you can through your what another technology moment like my we can dial out on it like really a regular phone yeah on your computer no on my (laughs) smart speaker oh I don't do that we know do you want the government and 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 Amazon and Jeff Bezos knowing about what everything you do and say you just said you walk around with your phone all the time they are they already know yeah they know (laughs) true (laughs) touche you're right (laughs) Brian for those just joining us the weather today a little not no snow uh, bomb coming right at least in mid-Missouri there's no snow bomb coming nothing like that but basically the forecast has been tweaked obviously we were looking potentially at two to eight inches I know for people heading to Iowa for the caucuses uh, they're going to be getting the the biggest bulk of this snow so here is our situation right now the forecast as of this morning which has been tweaked numerous times I talked to Mike uh, or Matt Beicher this morning and also to Kevin Deitch over at the weather service in St. Louis they're looking at basically Columbia being one degree today a wind chill about noon 
the snow will start coming in about nine and we may get a burst or two of snow a couple of bursts uh looking potentially at some traces not looking at much accumulation but the biggest thing they're looking at is two things number one dangerously low they're using the word in term life-threatening wind chills that will take place through wednesday we could see some record cold temperatures in most of our listening area and it is life-threatening it's life-threatening if you lack proper attire so Mm -hmm. uh, be very careful going out we're looking at Um, You know, it's going to feel like minus 10 in Columbia tomorrow, minus 23 Sunday, minus 30 on uh, on Monday. That'd be minus 23 on Sunday. And then we're looking at 45 mile an hour winds, maybe up to 50 mile an hour winds uh, in Columbia. Virtually all the schools in the listening area are closed today, and they've also canceled the MLK Day of Service at Cosmo Park uh, for tomorrow. So I think the fact that you're keeping a lot of the the buses off the the roads, that's going to help because they are trying to treat But if we get any snow and people may think, well, it's just going to be, you know, flurries or whatever. If it sticks and it's wet, that's going to freeze. And that's what we need to need to be concerned about there. There could potentially cause some problems. John, what's going on weather wise in your world in Jefferson City? Very, very foggy. Watch your driving as you head in this morning. Wasn't that foggy earlier on here in mid-Missouri? I know Hannah said she had some patchy fog. I did, too, a few hours ago. But man, oh, man, it's rolled in. Yeah. So be careful out there and, uh, you know, slow down. Yeah, slow down when you see the fog. I mean, just because you can see 20 feet in front of you doesn't mean that there's not something 40 feet in front of you. That's exactly right. John, I'm glad you brought up the fog. We're not really having that issue here. At least I didn't experience that this morning in Columbia. I'm not seeing anything, but it is just... The ground is extremely saturated right now, and it is, um, you know, these bitterly cold temperatures. People need to be able to get out and do some exercising, but if they do and they have to go outside, you really need to bundle up. It's it's rough out, and you, the the bathroom, the, the, the restrooms and all the Columbia parks are closed until further notice because it's so cold, and they're worried about pipes bursting. Well, with as cold as it is, though, Randy, I think we're seeing things heat up in the presidential race. We sure are. Rand Paul, big announcement this morning. And he teased this <laughs> announcement yesterday. And I, you know, we talk about endorsements and, you know, who do you, you know, most of them, I'm like, I don't really care. But when he teased this yesterday, I was like, I care what Rand Paul's going to say. And I think other people out there might care, too. And the way that he made the announcement today, <laughs> yeah. I, in my, I mean, Full of suspense. It's interesting. And he keeps the suspense going. Good morning, everyone. As I told you yesterday, I'm ready to say something about the presidential race. I've had a long relationship with Donald Trump, and there's a lot to like there. I'm also a big fan of a lot of the fiscal conservatism of Ron DeSantis. I think Vivek Ramaswamy's been an important voice. Also, have listened to and met with the independent Bobby Kennedy. I'm not yet ready to make a decision, but I am ready to make a decision on someone who I cannot support. So I'm announcing this morning that I'm Never Nikki. If you go to NeverNikki.net, you can let her know that you're not a supporter either. Wow. You know what it reminds me of? Remember when Trump was teasing that uh, he was going to support someone in the Missouri Senate race? (laughs) And then he came out with a statement that said he was supporting Eric. Yep. Yeah, and there were a couple different Eric's running. <laughs> no, well, I and, remember at least two. And, and even more than that, he came out contrary to Vicki Hartzler, and she was actually gaining steam in her race until Trump said, "I, I forget exactly what he said, but it wasn't favorable." No, he basically called her a rhino, and um, 
you know, the interesting thing, if you look at Vicki Hartzler's record, I, and I was taken aback by his comments about her. She voted against the January 6th commission. She voted um, for the wall. Vicki Hartzler voted with President Trump on, I, I can't think, and I'm going from my memory, I can't think of any major issue. They may have had a, a, a few differences. I really can't recall one, though, but I, there was... Something must have happened. I don't know. But um, he did attack her. He, yeah. And that really was the beginning of the end of her campaign. Well, and it's interesting because, you know, Nikki Haley came out at the last debate with that website, DeSantis Lies. And I just visited NeverNikki.net. And there's Rand Paul and like a bad photo of Nikki and talking bad about her. So, wow. A, a war of websites. A negative endorsement. That's interesting. I've never I mean, heard of such a thing. That's I, sort of yeah. Christie-esque. Really, because well, Christie, you know, he was out, I'm going to do whatever I can. That was the whole plank of his, the foundation of his campaign. And even when he suspended his campaign, it's like, I'm going to do whatever I can do to prevent Donald Trump from getting in there. And then off mic, he's like, oh, Nikki doesn't have the right stuff. Well, and I find it really interesting because I think on a lot of policy issues, I would say she's a little bit more moderate or and more mm-hmm. measured. And so I would have assumed like someone like Rand Paul with being a little bit libertarian. And I've even heard, I, I listen to a lot of libertarian podcasts and some of those people are like, I really like her on you know, this issue, this issue, and this issue more than the others, um, but certainly on uh, the war front and on international affairs, uh, she, you know, it, libertarians call her a hawk. So it must be, I mean, I assume that's why we're getting the Never Nikki. I, I haven't dug down into Rand Paul's position, but... Yeah. And they, they, I don't know if maybe they've had differences before, but there is a difference in the approach and there's a difference in the style. Randy, you and I are old enough to remember that we had a president in this country named Ronald Reagan. He had an 11th commandment. Thou shall not speak ill of another Republican. And I, I look at all these people running on the Republican side, and I'm not sure any of them remember the 11th commandment. Do our listeners even know what the 11th commandment is? I hope they, I hope they would. I mean, it was a, it was really a core. It, when he ran against George Bush in 1980. Yes, they had policy issues. He then took him as his vice president. He didn't attack him. He focused his attacks on the president of the United States. But these candidates here, almost none of them talk about Biden. I don't hear them talking about the president at all. They talk about each other. That comment from... um, the senator from Kentucky is very interesting. Well, and his, very interesting. And his website is completely devoted to her time with the UN and then on war. One quote from the website, her thirst for war is so strong. She actually said, I'm sick of talking about a Department of Defense. I want a Department of Offense. <laughs> Hashtag never Nikki. Wow. Remember Rand Paul back in the day when Trump started doing when they started doing appointments and all? And it was, you know, John Bolton and Rudy right. Giuliani and all them. He went after everybody. Yeah. Yeah. He, he had, he had issues with some of the, uh, the president's appointments, but yeah, it is interesting. And, um, you know, um, Rand Paul is effective as a voice in the American uh, you know, political class and someone we like to listen to. Pretty popular, but, with but he's not very effective in the legislative sense. He doesn't well, get much done. I, you know, to a certain extent, he, he, but he is very popular in his state, the bluegrass state. And he's popular, like I said, his voice is important. We need to be reminded of limited government. We're all on that page. We need yeah, to be reminded of... a libertarian about how popular Rand Paul is yeah. and his dad. And he is more, I would argue, he is probably more popular within the base, the Republican base in his state, than McConnell is, who's the who's the who's you know the, the minority leader. But um, I, Bob yeah. Menendez sure doesn't like him. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> 
Well, no. that would be a feather in anyone's cap to say that Bob Menendez. I would, Bob Menendez, if you're listening, would you please come out and say you don't like me or anyone else on Wake Up Mid Missouri? I think we'd love that endorsement. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, John, uh, what kind of uh, quirky and off the wall stuff might be coming our way? Yeah, free coffee with taurine in your workplace. We have some real workplace perks. Oh, yeah. That coming up on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Listen to Wake Up Mid-Missouri from anywhere in the world by downloading our app for free. would be all except for this well even with all the dot-com layoffs those firms are still handing out the perks how about outdoor clothing manufacturer patagonia they're all about uh, staying physically active they give you a bike they have a volleyball court they have on-site yoga but their unique take since they're in ventura and uh, southern california in the la area employees are encouraged to catch a wave or two in the middle of the work day they even put up uh, surf reports on especially good days so you can head out the surfers point if you're down there in la facebook three free meals a day five days a week they have two cafes a barbecue shack a burger bar pizza stand a taqueria and a sweet shop how about gold Valley, the the bunch sort of like doordash they their ideas for their employees, unlimited free delivery from awesome restaurants like Lou Malnati's Pizza in Chicago. But topping the list, the commies you love to hate, Ben and Jerry's rewards its employees still with three pints of ice cream every day. And they're encouraged to share that with their friends and loved ones and say they even have a, a say-so in what they name the ice cream. So they know the rest of that story. Pass the pass the energy drinks. Wow. But he would be discouraging that. What was that? <laughs> I bet their health insurance company would be discouraging the ice cream handout. <laughs> not not good for claims if they're self insured. Well, I've seen a lot of the, you know, trendier, bigger company workspaces even adding in things like panic rooms and nap pods. I think that those are cool. A lot of the dot-coms rolled a lot of that stuff back ever since they started. What what what'd they say on Fox News? It's uh, Google talking about a total potentially of 12,000 layoffs. Oof. And remember when uh, when Elon Musk took over Twitter? I mean, you know, he, yeah, he, he did away with house. a lot of that stuff. He says, come on, man, we're <laughs> that's not the way you run a business. And he brought people back from remote to working in the place too, right? Working on site. Well, and some of those perks, like if I'm an employee and I see like all the free, like I don't want three pints of ice cream a day. Like what what does that add up to? $10? I want that money in my paycheck and then I want to be able to spend that. Don't give me right. a ping pong table at work. Like give me <clears throat> 50 bucks extra a month. So if I really love ping pong, I can put a table at my house. She hasn't bought Ben and Jerry's lately. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more like six bucks. I, uh, <laughs> now, but remember uh, Loka Panya, our guest earlier in the program the joy officer talking about how people want a workplace that's accommodating they want more time off work but i mean there's probably a a a balance there in terms of accommodations at work well i've also heard though that companies that have a lot of bougie offerings like that typically what was that called bougie 
What's that mean? Oh, no. <laughs> like bourgeois? Yes. Yeah, that's a oh. takeoff of the bourgeois. Well, see, uh, I, okay, I'll explain when you finish why I why I did a double take there. <laughs> okay. Um, I, but I've heard that their retirement benefits and like their health insurance benefits aren't as good because they spend all this money on the cool stuff for the office rather than benefits. So I have to tell you, uh, when when someone here has we a, go with the medical take. When on someone Bougie, has I'm a, way ahead of you, Doc. Uh, okay, when someone <laughs> has a stricture in their esophagus and they have to dilate it and open it up, we call those bougie tubes. Yep. Oh. Back in the '80s, we used to do a parody thing at, at medical school called bougie till you till you drop there you go that's uh, i think the, the bougie thing <laughs> took in other parts of the anatomy as 